Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Hi there. You're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 156, and it's part two of our little mini series, How to Clean the House When Everyone is Inside It. Last week, I shared 10 principles of lived-in cleaning. So listen to that episode if you haven't yet. It gives a great foundation for today's episode where we will tackle some specifics, laundry, tidying, bathrooms, dusting, and floors. Let's jump in. First up, laundry. I'm not sure why there's so much more than usual. Maybe it's the spring weather for some of us that's like cold in the morning, but warm in the afternoon, which means lots of kid wardrobe changes, so many piles of pants. Maybe we're all outside more in general and getting dirty more often. Or maybe the piles just feel larger, like dirty piles and clean piles, because there's so much more to manage in the home than before. So here are my laundry tips. First, do a laundry day. Your home, you're already there all day. Choose one day a week and make it laundry day for as long as everyone is at home. Some of you have shared with me in the past your reluctance to do a laundry day because it feels confining. Well, we are legitimately confined right now, so you might as well lean into it. I have two entire episodes about how to create a laundry day that I will link to in the show notes. But here are the quick benefits. One, you do it all in one day. And then you don't think about it again for another week. Praise. Number two, you don't do any other chores as much as possible on laundry day. It's just laundry day. So there's no getting distracted and forgetting about a load that sits in the washer for seven hours. Number three, Everyone in the house can actually help. Your family gathers every dirty item of clothing from far and wide. You sort it the lazy genius way, which I share in those laundry episodes. And I'll tell you just a tidbit in just a second. And then you all work on folding and putting away the laundry as it's clean. It's the built-in productive activity for the day. It's not crammed into the cracks of the day, but it's already filled with everything else. So that is my biggest suggestion for doing laundry when everyone else is home. Have a laundry day. Another laundry tip, whether you use it for laundry day or not, is to wash not based on color, but based on where the clothes will end up. This is the lazy genius way to sort laundry. If you're going to do laundry, let's say every other day, you know, like you do a load every other day, please do not go around your house grabbing random handfuls of like blue and black clothing 
those random handfuls, while the same general color, which is how we have been trained to do laundry, they include clothes from all your people from all over your house. And that means they have to be put away all over your house. That is one of the ways laundry is the worst. One load, it means trips to like three or four different rooms and seven or 10 different drawers. So as much as you can, make each load contain clothes that exist mostly in the same space. Again, lots of info in those two laundry episodes. Next up, let's tackle tidying. So tidying is just putting stuff away. But with everyone home all the time, um, like doing more activities than usual, there's just more stuff that's out more often. Now, I shared this in last week's episode, but one helpful thing, as much as you and your people are able to do it, is to clean up one mess before starting another one. That is fairly basic and agreeable to most people, but sometimes real life does not have clearly delineated messes. In that case, try this. Simply tidy the places that matter most once a day, just once. A tidy is a reset. Everything is put in its place. You definitely need at least one reset a day. I feel pretty confident in that. But here are a couple thoughts to make that happen practically. It's all about the three T's. You ready? Pick a time, pick a territory, pick a team. Okay, so first pick a time. Choose one time a day that is relatively consistent every day that you tidy and you reset. We have three main times. We've built up to three main times. Uh, and some days, most days we do all three. Some days we just make two. Depends on the house and what's going on. But those times are before lunch before afternoon screen time so that when I'm alone for a little bit and I'm cooking dinner, the visual clutter of the house isn't an issue for me personally and I can enjoy it more. And then the third time is before bed. Now, the before bed time is the easiest most days because the kids don't do a ton of damage between like pre-dinner screen time and bed. So those are our personal times. Now, because those are the times that we tidy, I don't stress out too much about the state of things during the rest of the day. It's not time for a tidy yet. Messes are meant to be made. It makes the whole thing feel less overwhelming because you know a tidy is eventually coming and everyone more or less expects it. It's just less stressful. Okay, the second T, pick a territory. The entire house won't be tidy all at once pretty much ever. It just won't. I don't think that's a realistic expectation. So pick your daily territory. It's likely a kitchen and like a main living area, or maybe it's your bedroom so that you'll stay sane when you go to bed to relax, or it's a kid's room that just gets to like natural disaster conditions in a blank. You choose, pick your territory, and you can even pick different territories every day, right? Based on what you need. So knowing that you've done that, like just mentally knowing that you've done that, it helps you release the pressure to tidy other spaces. They are not today's territory. And that's totally great. Okay. And then the third T, pick a team. If you live with other humans, please do this together. The afternoon tidy is always a family tidy. Now, some of the others are too, but I've mentioned this before in several places. We, uh, we scream like family tidy or family pickup, and then we play a fun song really loudly, and we tidy until the song is over. It rarely takes more than one song to get everything done, honestly, mostly because we're just like hitting the clean up one mess before you make another one 
rule about like 70% of the time. So it's not like awful. Sometimes it's awful. But then we just play another song and it's fine. And if you find that there's just too much stuff, that continuously tidying is too hard because of everything that is always out, you might have a bit of a stuff problem. I talk a little bit about that in last week's episode if you want to go back and you can listen to episode number 78 called The Lazy Genius House Purge. If you're feeling the itch to get rid of all your stuff, don't do that, please. Spoiler on that episode, don't do that. We don't want to do that. Okay, next up, let's talk about bathrooms. How do you clean the bathrooms when everyone is always home? All right, the problem here is twofold. It's a time thing right? Cleaning the bathrooms feels like such an annoying, time-consuming chore, and you don't want to spend your time doing it. The other aspect to the problem is that with everyone home, the bathroom gets grosser faster. Like a lot grosser if you're at my house. The boys are just like, I mean, they're just gross. So first thing, there, there is a really great order to cleaning the bathroom. I did a whole episode called The Lazy Genius Cleans the Bathroom that I will link to in the show notes, but here is your most important tip. You're not ready. Dust the bathroom before you spray it down. I've heard from so many people ever since that episode aired that that single tip has saved them multiple times. So in terms of like cleaning the bathroom, um, listen to that episode for details. And if you don't have time for that, I'm just, I'll give you the quick overview order um, of, of like the best order to clean the bathroom. But I'm telling you, you dust your surfaces, friends. That's why like, you know, when you spray the, the stuff on the sink and you start to wipe it and then it's just like clumps of like gray just populate the sink in the toilet. And you're like, what? Where did this come from? It's dust. It's dust. And you just got it wet. So dust the bathroom first. Okay. So here's your order for the bathroom. Pull everything out of the bathroom. Number one. Number two, dust it. Not with like pledge just with a dry rag. Number three, spray the tub, showers, and toilets to start soaking. Number four, swiffer or sweep the floor. Number five, clean the surfaces in this order. Mirrors, sinks, toilets, and showers. Number five, mop. And then number six, put everything back. Again, a whole episode on it. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's Day. I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone. And Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Chomps. With three kids running every which way, life at the Adachi house is very full. Someone is always on the go, whether it's to band practice or to a work meeting or down the street to grandma's house. And I love having Chomps in the pantry for a high protein snack that's perfect for life on the go. Chomps are made with natural ingredients, come in nine delicious bold flavors, and have up to 12 grams of protein per stick. You can even order them online and have them delivered straight to your door. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash genius. Go to chomps.com slash genius to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash genius. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. Okay, so for the sake of everyone being in the house There are four things that I think will save your bathroom from becoming too gross too fast. Number one, dust it. Okay, so every couple of days, grab like an old sock or like if you've got laundry, dirty laundry hampers in your bathroom, like grab like a t-shirt that's dirty. It doesn't matter. Um, I do have a few like old socks in our laundry room with all the cleaning stuff that we'll use. A sock is like such a great quick duster. And again, one of the reasons the bathroom feels gross is because it collects dust like any other room in the house, but that dust then also collects like the grime of the bathroom. And that's why everything is dull and filmy and gross. So dust, don't feel like you have to clean the whole shebang. Just dust the sinks, maybe the seat in the top of the toilet as often as you think about it. 
And since this isn't really a detailed like cleaning task, it's an easy one to give to kids. Put socks on their hands and let them go at it. If they miss a spot, who cares? Anything helps. Second tip, rinse out the toothpaste in the sink every single time you brush your teeth. If your kids leave globs, call them back and have them rinse it out. Again, what is it with kids and toothpaste? I've talked about this on Instagram before. I don't understand it. I don't understand how children and toothpaste, how I, I just, I, I, I don't understand. I have no words. I have no words. But that single focus of like rinsing the toothpaste out of the sink, it can make a huge difference in how clean or dirty the bathroom feels. Third tip, keep the bathroom mostly tidy. Tissues don't land in the trash can and are left on the floor, right? The hand towel, it never finds its way back to the hook. Somebody left a pair of shoes in there. There's also like your cocktail muddler for some inexplicable reason. Chances are your bathroom is fairly small and not full of a ton of stuff, even when it's messy. So it's a really easy room to keep tidy. Less than a minute can have you back to zero. So if your bathroom is driving you crazy, third trick, keep it tidy. And then the fourth is to have your boys pee in the water If you have elementary age boys, or maybe any age, I don't know, mine are in elementary school, there's, there's pee just like there's pee everywhere. So telling them to pee in the water, it really helps like aim for the water that keeps the splashing at a minimum and you avoid like those fun surprises you find when you clean the toilet and you want to throw up and then burn your house down. So that fourth one's kind of a bonus for a very specific population, but tip four, pee in the water. All right. Then when you have time to actually clean a bathroom, the dusting, toothpaste rinsing and tidying, it will likely give you like quite a leg up and getting it done. Again, listen to my bathroom episode. I have a weird superpower of figuring out the best order to clean stuff. So trust me on this. Okay, so we've done laundry, tidying and bathrooms. Dusting and floors are left. So uh, dusting, everything, it does feel really dusty. Again, dusting is not a perfection chore right? Good enough is totally good enough. Remember that principle from last week? So here's what you do. Try anywhere from like once a day to once a week, or once you think about it, put a sock on everybody's hands. You line those hands up, you get your bottle of dust cleaner pledge or whatever, and you spray down the line of socked hands. Skip the cleaner if you want to. Uh, The socks do a pretty good job on their own if you want. And then you give everyone a territory and sound the bell. Again, dusting is nice when it's done perfectly, like when everything is picked up, when you, can, you can't you can see the line of where you stopped. It is nice. I get it. Sometimes the sun shines into my living room and it's very clear what has not been dusted in weeks. But again, we're going for what works here. Right now, most of us are doing nothing. We're just trying to make it because everything feels too overwhelming. So having a mediocre dust job done by your socked children is better than nothing. Plus, it gives them something to do, right? And then finally, floors. The daily accumulation of crumbs is something else. Plus, our kids are in and out of the house all the time, which is great. But there's also like dirt and stuff tracked in from that. The floors are a situation. So a couple of things for the way life is right now when everyone is at home. If you're not yet uh, a house that takes off your shoes when you come inside, consider becoming one just for like quarantine times. It actually makes a really big difference. Uh, Next tip is to sweep or swiffer or vacuum 
your your choice. The most commonly dirty part of the floor as often as you think about it. Um, as I have mentioned before, we have sort of like an L-shaped main living area with like kitchen and eating area in the living room. That part of the house has the dirtiest floors by a factor of 10. It's where the food and dirt from coming in the back door both live their best lives. So the floor, it's always dirty in there. So here is a quick thing to remember. Um, Your tools and the location of those tools both make a big difference in this kind of scenario in a high traffic situation. So consider maybe your vacuum is just too far from the dirtiest part of your house. I don't know. Or maybe you need to look into getting a better vacuum that you haven't had since you inherited it when you got your first apartment. Tools and where you keep them matter here. So we have a little broom closet off the kitchen with all the floor tools. That's all that's in there. We love our vacuum. It is a Dyson V7, I think is the number. It's like cordless is the point. So uh, Kaz or me or even the kids sometimes will just whip it out and vacuum the kitchen and under the table really quickly. We do that at least twice a, twice a day in that little main space. It takes two seconds because it's right there, right? Now mopping, mopping is a different animal. I mopped that same L-shaped floor last week for the first time since all this um, coronavirus happened. And it's because Kaz took the kids to a walking trail for an hour. So I took that hour to tidy, I mopped the floor. Would I have enjoyed that hour more um, if I had just sat and read? Probably. Would I have been irresponsible for choosing to read instead of mop? No, not at all. Now I will say high energy music does make a difference in this situation. Uh, At least it did for me. And now the floor is mopped. I chose to mop the floor. And guess what? I don't have to think about it again for weeks. Those mopped floors have contributed to the main area of the house feeling way more clean than it is, and it was totally worth spending my hour on. Now, again, if you choose to spend your hour differently, or if I had chosen to spend my hour differently, no sweat. We all get to decide what we need in the moment, right? I do often remember something I heard from the nester years ago, that she doesn't like cleaning, but she does like the way she and the house feel after she's done. So sometimes we have to take a future mindset when it comes to cleaning to get any sense of motivation at all. Sometimes it's harder to get that activated than other days, you know. Just remember, you're not a terrible person for choosing to sit instead of clean. So in summary, the overarching thought from your Instagram comments the other week is that cleaning, it just doesn't feel like it does anything because stuff gets dirty again. True. This is very true. But sometimes there is a difference in having nothing cleaned for eight weeks as opposed to one, right? There is a continuum of dirty and you might be feeling the angst over your house because you're not happy with good enough being good enough, but kind of dirty, it might be better than disgusting, That's not a shaming thing. That is an invitation to live in a dirty house that feels a little better than the really dirty house you're in now. So maybe these few ideas, whichever you choose to try out, it could make a difference in the level of dirty and how you experience your house because of it. So in this case, tiny moves, right? Really small steps. Things that feel like you're adding a drop to the ocean, they do actually make a big difference. 
we've still got weeks left of this. So pick one thing from this episode to try. And remember the 10 principles of lived in cleaning from last week. You can do this. Or, I mean, come on, don't do it. It's your life. Like, it's your life. It's your house. You know what you need more than I do. So if worrying about a clean house is low on the list, dude, keep it dirty. Like, you're the boss. These are just some ideas that you can use whenever you might be ready for them. All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. P.S. My monthly newsletter the latest lazy letter. It goes out this Wednesday, just in a couple days. So if you would like to get a little more lazy genius in your inbox, head to the lazy genius slash join to get it. All right. Until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra and I'll see you next week. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.